Hello, everybody, and welcome to Speak Out, the Outright Podcast. I'm your host, JQ, and today we will be discussing drag. I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Emma. I use they, she, he pronouns. And not as always. <laughs> I'm Raider. I use he, him. Now, I don't know how we want to start off this episode. I mean, Dragula. We can just talk Dragula, about how much we like true. Dragula. I haven't even seen that many episodes of it. I, well, I haven't seen a lot of drag. The one that's we the main watched one. at the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was the one I, but I liked it. It was exactly. fun. Exactly. It was so fun. I couldn't hear anything that was happening. Oh, that's so real. It was yeah. also kind of dark because Bilzy's projector is kind of yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. And I do like that they actually include drag kings. Yeah. True. And I like that there's a little bit like, like, obviously we live in L.A. right now, so seeing drag is pretty easy. Shout out to Rainer going to see Trixie Mattel literally right Hopefully, after we record this. Hopefully, if I get a seat. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> it was like, you have to be here for the podcast. Um, <laughs> and now what if he doesn't get to see Trixie Mattel and I'll oh. feel so bad. No, it's okay. I, my cousin's in line, so I'll just oh, be evil and cut with her. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Emily. Yeah. Um, but I like that, like... It's easier to see drag online now, too, instead of just in person. Because, like, I don't live in L.A. all the time. And that makes it hard. Why is San Jose such, like, a... Why does nothing happen there that I can find? <laughs> like, I'm sure people are doing cool stuff. But, like, I have no idea where. It kind of makes sense to me that San, San Jose wouldn't have a thriving drag community. <laughs> is San Jose yeah. like that? I don't know. Are they, but are, like, they like, not, are they not chill like that? I don't know. No, they're chill they? like that. It's just like, it's so spread out that I feel like it's harder Uh-oh. than like a city where everyone's kind of on top of mm. each other. Is it like suburbia coded? Yeah, it's extremely yeah, suburbia coded. Same with Tucson, so yeah. And like San Francisco is right nearby, so I feel like that's kind of like the drag magnet. Right. Yeah. So if you're in San there. Jose and doing you're, drag, you're, you're like, like, I might as well be I'm in San Francisco. I'm going to myself in San Jose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, it's... I mean, I like the Bay Area a lot, but um, not known for its queer culture <laughs> or its culture. I went to that one gay pl- that one gay street in the Bay Area the one time that I went to the Bay Area. I feel like San Francisco is definitely like a, a gay hub. Yeah, no, it's like the the traditional home <laughs> of American <Yeah>. queerness. <laughs> Based. The Castro. Yeah, I feel like you're right though. Like it's definitely a lot easier to access drag now. I know it's funny because like. On the most recent season of Drag Race, which I guess we can discuss Drag Race <laughs> yeah. as a whole, but um, there was a lot of like discourse, I guess, um, be- or like Not the discourse. between like the different queens, where some of them were like um, bashing on like the TikTok queens who like haven't actually like Ooh. performed at like clubs and stuff like that because you know COVID and like that's they got into drag like during COVID and stuff so most of their drag is like online like social media and stuff um, I don't know why I did quotes it is drag um, but yeah that was just like interesting to see where it's like what what counts as drag and like what are people like feeling about the new way that drag is taking on that's not like a physical space. Right. That is kind of interesting, actually, because then you have, then it, like, brings in the idea of, like, how much of drag is the performance part and how much of it is, like, the art form part of, like, putting effort mm-hmm. into the makeup and the outfits and uh, the stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's also an aspect of it that's, like, 
it's drag drag if it's not performed like in community yeah. almost mm. like i feel like that's why there's so much hubbubbing over drag race because in some ways i think people see it as making drag something that's not in intra community thing but like mm-hmm. more mainstream or like for the straight gays mm. which i don't <laughs> think is gays. Straight gays. i've never crazy. heard that one before oh that's really crazy. i have but i'm like too crazy. online maybe oh. no i've heard i've heard it before or maybe i'm too online too yeah and we have, this is the online part of the cast <laughs> <laughs> no that's a that's a good point though and i don't know i noticed you both had like bullet points about the mainstreamification of drag and like all of that stuff so i'm curious to hear your thoughts i feel like i saw something about that mostly in reference to drag and it was probably mostly talking about how i can't say that i have any particular opinions about it because i don't follow drag that closely and i'm not i don't know all that much about like the historical implication like yeah, the history of it, basically. But um, it was probably in reference to drag race and I guess the sort of what does visibility mean is... Mm, yeah, n- yeah, that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm losing my train of thought, so I'm just going to stop. I received the vibes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, in my class that I took last quarter, I took a class about like the queer 90s and like the queer culture that in America, at least, that a lot of it stems from, like, that decade. Um, And I didn't know this, but I feel like I probably could have guessed it, maybe. But a lot of Drag Race... Drag Race, like, kind of came out of, like, Paris's burning. Like, that was, like, the thing that preceded it. That was the... The documentary documentary. from, like... we talked about that earlier. Yeah, the 80s, like, ballroom scene. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of stuff. And, like, those are, like, the roots of drag. But... I didn't know that, like, drag race... Wait, would... sorry, the roots of drag or the roots of drag race? Drag drag, and drag race. Okay, okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if it was, like, that's I mean, drag, where the show obviously. came from, or that's, like, where drag as a broader culture originated Yeah, from. so, like, drag, I feel like, as an original culture, probably does have a lot of roots from, like, the 80s, like, New York, like, ballroom scene and, like, that kind of stuff. But drag race as a show gotcha. was capitalizing off the, like, popularity of Paris is Burning as a documentary... And, like, early seasons would make, like, constant, like, explicit, like, references to Paris is Burning as, like, a media. Which I thought was, like, really interesting. And because, like, there's a lot of discussion around Paris is Burning about, like, the ethics of the documentary. Because it was made by, like, a white middle-class lesbian. Mm -hmm. And it was about, like, low, lower-class, like, black and brown trans, like, women and, like, gay men and, like, that kind of stuff. So, and then they never really saw, like, the money that came out of that. Even though it was, like, a wildly successful film. So it's, like, interesting to me, because it's, like, that question of, like, you want to be known and you want to be recognized for your art and stuff, but then you're also kind of being, like, commodified in a way. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of interesting that that's what Drag Race came out of in the context of the whole conversation about, like, is drag, like, too mainstream or something like that? Thanks. That was, like, a lot of... No, no, no. I just just want to know if you have things, just more things to say for if I can jump in. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. This is actually... I was reading a really interesting article, and a big part of it was, like, visibility is sort of... Nowadays, it's, like, the thing, like, representational politics, almost, Mm. where, like, you want to be visible and directly represented in media, but doing that also comes with a lot of, like... Like you said, like, you're commodified, you're subjected to, 
like filmmakers or directors who may not understand the part of the community, like white lesbian or ballroom culture. And so although his ability is trumpeted as this like really positive, important end goal, it's like highlighted as like what your community wants, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really translate into actual like power mm-hmm. to accomplish true. goals that would benefit that community. That's um, true. That there was a real. really good one-liner about like if direct representation, direct visibility was the marker of real-world power, then semi-naked young white women would be like <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, most, the most powerful group in American society. <laughs> wow, real. I think I did see something about that. I think that, uh, oh, fuck. Actually, never mind. I don't remember it enough, so I don't want to, like, totally butcher it. But it was, like, it was about representation in relation to trans people in particular, and it's, like, is representation, like, representation or, like, visibility is, like, you know, the pros and cons of it, I guess, because, like, you get people who are, like, gonna be transphobic and who are not gonna get like the experience and are gonna like demonize and are gonna like no like knowing about a group will make them like hateful towards it if that makes any sense like if they didn't know about it then maybe they just would have left them the fuck alone or something yeah and um and obviously there's more nuance to that than i'm providing but you know that's part of it i think a big part of that is also like Social media. This is what gets how my context collapse soapbox is about. Because in, <laughs> wait, you're what soapbox? My context collapse soapbox. There's <laughs> oh, a phenomenon that's that. really common in so on social media, oh, especially okay, algorithm powered social media. Yeah, yeah. Where you'll be like in your happy bubble, and then someone from like a different bubble, like let's say the right wing neo Nazi bubble, mm-hmm. comes <laughs> in and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, get out." Uh, Slurs. Yeah, that does happen on social media. (laughs) No, yeah, I see a lot of... I see every once in a while something will come across my page that's like, so my TikToks got to the wrong side. Uh, Like, my videos got to the wrong side of TikTok and now I'm getting bombarded with hate. Because... And... Then they're like, so interact with this so the algorithm puts me back on gay people's pages or, like, people who are within the context Yeah, It was, like, it's originally about, like, Social media kind of became a place where you like do work networking, but you also do like friend making, mm-hmm. and so that those two separate contexts are kind of collapsed into one. But I think it's oh, really useful yeah. to think about it as like, I if I'm in real life, I can curate like the space that I'm in, like I can join outright. Where if you're queer phobic, we you know say mean things to you and don't accept you <laughs> yeah uh, into our community but if i'm on social media then because it's so big and so frequently anonymous like i can't block every nazi mm. i would love to be able to but it is literally impossible and so there's like the opportunity for that kind of community almost destruction or fragmentation and i feel like with a lot of um like cultural ooh, I'm sure there's a word for what I want to say but like cultural practices like drag is I feel like that might be too othering of a way to put it but there's the opportunity for that intra-community like community forming practice to be almost shoved in front of people who don't want it and subjected to visibility that it shouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. have 
because it was intended as like an intercommunity mm-hmm. performance by and for like gay men or queer people. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Gets down off my soapbox. <laughs> Good soapbox. <laughs> Thank Love you. the soapbox. I think it made sense. That was what I was trying to say when I saw that article, post, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a note about wrestling in here. I was okay, gonna, I just had like, down, like, that's because wrestling, wrestling. Wrestling. No. wrestling. Sometimes wrestlers even do drag. Slay. Yeah. As they should. It looks like they would. Yeah. And, um, okay, it's kind of problematic sometimes because there are, like, like, occasionally, especially in Japan, like, tr- there's, like, this one famous um, non-binary trans-masculine wrestler, and they still usually wrestle in, like, women's promotions in Japan, which isn't great, but it also <laughs> is fun to be, like, new first. <laughs> trans people. For trans people, true. Yeah. But, yeah, I can do the... I don't want to do another speech right after I just did. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We can <laughs> say talk something. about something else, I guess. <laughs> and then I go on, on another speech. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, gender theory, woo. Yeah, gender theory. I love talking about gender theory and performance theory and queer theory. Those are like <laughs> the three theories that I know. I don't even, <laughs> actually, I don't even know if I know gender the, theory because um, that seems like a lot. The triumvirate. The what? The triumvirate. <laughs> Exciting. New word. Um, <laughs> new word for me. I don't have a lot of words. Um, Man, one of my friends was roasting me the other day because I didn't know who was in the first triumvirate. That's I like, couldn't name that either. Yeah, I mean, I know fun. it's okay. like vaguely like emperor. Now I'm getting Ro- real fucking confused because what <laughs> the is... The Roman emperors, right? Am um, I crazy? Kind of. It's Man, like, like no. the people in relation to Man. them, like the first... Yeah, there was, there's like a group of three important guys. Oh, is like it, three guys like, rule the... One of them's probably named Augustus. One of them's probably like Octavius Julius. or some shit. You're just and coming then, up with stereotypical <laughs> <Roman> names. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus is crazy. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Back um, to performance theory, I guess. Yeah, true. I think that uh, drag queens are such a fun example of performative theory because they're like literally performing like gender. And that is like, to some extent, like they are performing like femininity as someone who's right. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like they're traditionally um, drag queens identify as male outside of drag. But then obviously that's not like the case for everybody, but there are people who identify as male outside of drag, but then, like, do drag. That's yeah. true. As people okay. who identify yeah. as men do yeah. do drag. Great, great. All right. <laughs> now, like, awesome. correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just said something, like, normal. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, that's that's just, like, what queer theory is saying. Is, like, having fluidity in labels of sexuality and gender, and it's like, yeah, because, like, outside of drag, you say that they're a guy, and you use he, him, but then they, they're they inside of drag, and or in drag, not inside. <laughs> um, inside <laughs> drag. Inside so drag. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. Um, and then you use she, her, and they're, like, performing this, like, hyper-feminine, like, in, like, just such a fun way, and I think it's so great. Yeah. I wish I had something more to say about what impact that has or like how it's like 
important, but I just I just like it, and that's <laughs> that's all I've got to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I do think yeah, like obviously the performance aspect of drag and the way you can like play with gender is really cool. I do think like specifically theories of like gender performativity. I mean, if we're going off like Judith Butler, are slightly different from drag, but adjacent. Because, like, they have, like, an article where they talk about how, like, drag isn't necessarily an example of gender performativity. Because the way that... Oh, this is going to get too, too theoretical. That's but anyway, it's a JC Yeah, I, basically, like, they say that, like, gender performativity is about, like, doing small actions or uh, that align with the norms of your gender... Um, every day, repeatedly throughout the day, mm. and doing those again and again so you fit into the mold. But because it's, like, a daily practice, even though, like, you're used to it, there's still room to, like, fail out of it. And those, like, little cracks in between of, of like, failing to meet your gender's stereotypical, like, roles and stuff is how you can know that gender is, like, a construct, a construct, essentially. And that, like, drag itself is just, like, one, like, big action so it's like it's not the same as like people being forced into like like gendered categories and like roles and then having to perform those like every day in their life but it's like adjacent that's cool i like that better (laughs) (laughs) but i do like drag camp performance yeah gay things gay things (laughs) but yeah I also don't know if there's, like, further scholarship that came later that maybe is, like, discussing that, I also too. don't know that. <laughs> I mean... There we go. There's our theory soapbox. I have read some good excerpts from um, David Halperin's 2012 book, uh, How to Be Gay. Which, <laughs> Slay! No yeah, it's way. called How to Be Gay. Can you fucking read um, that? Which does discuss um, drag and, in general, like, gay men's use of femininity as a way of not necessarily exposing gender as a construct, but um, conducting methods of expression that are impossible to do within the, like, the repeated action of gender. So there's things like gay men might really latch on to, like, specific female characters who portray sort of, like, a heightened femininity, but also aspects of femininity that are sort of incompatible with normative masculinity and so that's like a way of um god so many other people are so much better at saying stuff than i am no Um, i i follow what you're saying and it's interesting um those sort of facets of femininity aren't (laughs) able to be expressed within the bounds of normal normative masculinity and so they appropriating and i use that in like a neutral way like appropriating femininity allows a masculine expression that something like directly representing a like a gay couple or gay men in fiction wouldn't be able to express because those gay men would still be bound by normative gender by like the repetitive action of gender Ah. in a way that female characters are not bound by male gender norms they're bound by female gender norms yeah no that's really interesting because i saw this post that it was comparing like lesbian like icons versus like gay icons and i saw that yeah. <laughs> i have no idea i don't think talking. i watched it all oh, the way no, you through, need to explain. i don't know what you're talking about a bunch of the gay icons were like like 
woman pop stars. Yeah. Mm. Then, <laughs> There's like that good quote about like the best drag queens are like Mae West and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then like the lesbian ones had like more broader like diversity and like people of different genders and different sexualities and like stuff like that. Or like more like just like straight up like actual lesbians or sapphic women. And yeah, that was that's just like in- interesting. It's also interesting considering how there's so much more visibility for like drag queens than there is for, like, drag kings. I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that. I mean, I feel like my snap thoughts about it would be too problematic to air. <laughs> what, do you, oh. what do you mean? You, you already can cut have it out of cancelable take down here, right? Yeah, I want to know now, though. It. You've got a hot take down here already, Yeah, but so. that's a hot take that, like, I strongly believe and not something that I, I'm, like, saying off the cuff. You can just cut we need at least one cancelable moment no offense, episode, of so. course men doing a thing is more popular than women doing a thing why would that why be would that that you're literally just correct you're just correct you're right for that but I don't want to like drag is strongly associated with gay male culture I don't want to get called homophobic on the let's not be homophobic you're podcast. literally gay on the gay podcast <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't hold internalized homophobia oh, that. well, that's sure. literally I don't think true. that's what that's about though <laughs> Well, as a man, I say it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, there you go. (laughs) It cancels out. Yeah, and like... Now they have to call Rainer homophobic, too. Yeah, they have to call me homophobic, too. And I am a gay man. (laughs) Yeah. It can't happen. Yeah, not that it can't happen. You can still be homophobic (laughs) in a gay man. But, no, because like... Well, okay, number one, that's a whole other can of worms of RuPaul transphobic, but (laughs) the first... Like, even the people who do do, like, drag that aren't, like, gay men, it's still harder for them, like, too, obviously. Because, like, the first trans woman to win Drag Race was literally, like, last year. Out of, like, how many years they've been doing Drag Race. I don't know. I also don't know how many trans women they've had as competitors. Yeah, because they don't let them on because it's transphobic. Yeah, not it that it's funny, but like it's just like damn. <laughs> funny. Yeah. I just <laughs> what can you do but laugh? Yeah. Yeah, that part. Is it? Does it go? I ask this not knowing if either of you will know, but like, does it then go even further into cis gay men as well? With there's only been usually? one trans man on Drag Race. I mean, obviously, I'm sure in like IRL, there's more like trans men who do drag. Than just one. But on drag, no, it's just Gottmik, only him. But yeah, that's the only like trans man who's been on Drag Race in the history of the show. Damn. And that was. I mean, basically what I was expecting, but still not great. I know, sick and twisted. I think. I wish RuPaul was actually as cool as everybody thought he was for a while. Yeah, that would be be slay. Say something. Instead, his husband (laughs) does fracking. (laughs) Every time I remember that, I lose five years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Gay people wrongs. What the fuck? Gay wrongs, but not the fun kind. No, not the fun kind. Fuck. What were you going to say? I saw. And, uh, no, I saw a cl- one of my friends showed me a clip from Drag Race, and it was so funny because when RuPaul laughed, like he like didn't move his face at all. It was like just like, the Botox. <laughs> I, said, I said that I was like, "Why?" I didn't even realize that he was making noise because he's like, oh, I didn't realize it was him. I thought they were just putting the camera on him because oh he was like, "Ah!" 
and I was like, uh, you're not smiling? Was, but crazy. then one of my friends was like, the Botox, and I was like, ah! Yeah, I was like, ah, but I made a face, so. I make a lot of faces. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's the only take that I have. Yeah, uh, I mean, in, the whole, yeah, in the whole world. I, I can proceed to talk about um, drag and the last remaining bastion of theater in the round, professional wrestling. Whoa. Okay, oh, wait, oh, yes. Oh. I, okay, wait. <laughs> You're saying wrestling is the last remaining bastion of theater? Theater in the round. Perfect. No, theater in the round. What does that mean? What does uh, that mean? <laughs> oh, you know, like, um, like in ancient Greek auditoriums, they have sort of... I'm already going to tell you no, but so, yes, <laughs> yeah. continue. Okay, there's like the, the, the normal part that you think of as the stage, and then uh -huh. there's like a big bit that juts forward called the proscenium. Okay. Um, like and the that's, Taylor Swift stage. And that's so like, you can have people basically all around the stage, and they can all see what's going on mm -hmm. in the middle, cool. and that's why it's in the round, because there's like a round. Do people stand on this part, or do they stand in the round part? I don't know what part you're pointing to. Um, okay, the bit that juts out in a yeah, elevator yeah, is one. called the proscenium, the and that's where people stand. No, okay, that's where people stand. Gotcha. Actually, I'm and more wait, confused so then now. The round? <laughs> it's wait. okay, it's okay. No, no, it's called in the round. It's in like a big round, like, amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's So the, people are all, all around, around the amphitheater. Gotcha. Right. That's the round So what part. does it mean when you say theater in the round? I mean that you're doing theater... In the round. In the round. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the. Wait, so say, say the wrestling the last remaining bastion of theater in the round. Okay, and that's because wrestling. there's people okay, because, all around. Yes. Okay, because. Yes. Okay. Well, what about basketball? Oh. <laughs> basketball is drag. Emma's hot take. <laughs> Now I know what to put in the Instagram post for this episode. Oh, Basketball is drag, Emma. <laughs> oh my god. Um, damn, I have points, I swear to god. Wrestling! <laughs> I just got so distracted by trying to explain ancient Greek amphitheater. Yeah! Um, yeah. Wrestling is, um, for men who want to perform masculinity the same way that drag is men who perform fem femininity. Oh my god, true. That's so fun. Tea. I want and, to perform masculinity okay. in the way that wrestlers do. First of all, you can. Second of all... Fuck yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is less, it's less true now than it was several... more than several years ago. I'll be nice. In the 2000s. Um, no, there's like... That's, that's 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like... Uh, you know, a handful of years ago. No, let me think about this, because I feel like my... Oh my god, I hate explaining wrestling. Um, <laughs> so In there's the this guy called two. Daniel Bryan, and basically his whole storyline was people being like, um, beta male. <laughs> a wrestler? Yeah. Wait, True. like people were actually saying that to him, or that's the backstory he like, made up for himself? Like, as an insult, um, or Sort what? of both. Okay. <laughs> he exhorted like, it into his lore. No, was it, it was supposed like, to be an insult when people were saying it at him? Um, it's not like they were actually going, yeah, you're a beta male. Okay. They were not, did not use those words. Okay, true. But it was a lot of like, wow, you're very short. Um, <laughs> and you don't like, have, <laughs> you're like not traditionally masculine enough for this space. Oh, okay. Um, that so was bad. Like, oh, yeah. Rip. That was like a very prominent theme in his story. And I feel like that as a story only works because wrestling is so male drag for men. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> like the guy he was fighting, who's called Triple H, who fucking sucks, by the way. I'm a hater. Um, yeah, we hate Triple hate H. That Both in real life and in and in the game. And in, and the, in, game? And in the like, Killing you in a video. And in the fiction of wrestling. 
Uh, right. I don't yeah, like his him. character yeah. and his reality. Yeah, yeah. his um, persona. But basically, the like theming was that this guy Triple H is like very oh, he's like <laughs> he's. I don't think he's actually roided out. But if you imagine someone who's roided out, like that'll yes. give you a good idea of what he looks like. It was him being like, "Hello, sir. You're like you're not masculine enough to win this WWE title belt." Like. That was the storyline, basically. Okay. Um, and I feel like that only works if, A, you're invested in this extremely silly fake sport, um, <laughs> for one thing, where I can be like, yeah, call this guy Triple H, and you just have to accept it. Yeah. Um, that's not a real what name. What do the H's stand for? Oh, uh, they stand for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Ain't no oh, fucking way. That's crazy. For real, for real. <laughs> Um, it's a shit ass name. Yeah, it's anyone terrible. else who's named that, you're fine. But, <laughs> but we hate Triple H. <laughs> Triple H. So. I can just tell you guys to have opinions about wrestling, and you have no way of contradicting me. <laughs> yeah, we'll exactly. just. And have I them immediately now. agree. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is great. I mean, it's just like an echo chamber. Yeah. <laughs> echo I'm chamber going to take a slightly more cheerful left turn now because mm-hmm. I think that people are getting better about it. Then historically in the past, like, I feel like people are being more self-aware about the ways in which wrestling reinforces and sort of idolizes these extremely, like, macho, hyper-masculine norms, especially in terms of character, Mm -hmm. Um, which is good, first of all, because it means more diversity in, like, performers, uh, which means frequently better storylines. Not right now, though. Absolutely terrible moment. Oh, tragedy. And it also means that people can do more interesting, like, character things with it. Like, I'm just going to bring up Effie again because he's probably the most famous publicly gay wrestler right now. But he. There's publicly gay wrestlers? Oh, it's like a bunch. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't know this because of that one team. one team. Wait, did, is that team are they not wrestlers? They all wrestle each other all at right. once. Mm. Never mind. Oh, never mind. I don't oh. know. I don't know anything. <laughs> I thought there were like two guys that just like. Oh yeah. Okay, that's what you mean. Yeah. I was so confused. I thought not like an actual team. Yeah. Like a two dudes. Yeah. Thing. Actually, they're only gay in the fiction. Okay, Kenny Omega's probably bisexual in real life. But yeah, I don't want to be like definitely for real, for real, because it's, it's like based on a thing he said in one interview several years ago. Um, okay, okay, so they're so, uh, they're just um, vibing, but they're yeah, characters. They're gay in gay. the fiction, though. Yeah. Okay, okay, they're for real gay in the fiction. For real gay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, Canonical. In real life, who knows? Um, yeah, Hopefully. I mean, they can live their lives. Be free, I guess. <laughs> yeah, be free. Curse of be free. Curse of be free. Curse of be free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what about the gay wrestling man? Oh, yeah. Um, what is F- his name? Effie. Effie, okay. The stylized all caps. It's like E-F-F-Y. Um, like the Hunger Games? Uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> Effie from the Hunger Games is I-E, I think. I okay. don't really yeah, know. Yeah, she is. <clears throat> um, and he definitely has... Is Combines, like, the... In his... Um, Combines in his sort of costume general appearance, like, both the norms of wrestling, where it's, like, this very self-consciously macho thing, but then, 
like anything, if you do it too much, then it becomes gay. Mm. Yes. Like, so he's very clearly yes. doing it, but like in a gay way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, people love doing As he fucking should. <laughs> Other wrestlers that I think um, have gay energy, even though I don't think they're gay, uh, Tom Lawler. Um, his bit is every time he comes into the ring, he's wearing a pair of jean shorts, and then he takes off those jean shorts to repair a, reveal a pair of tinier jean shorts. <laughs> Wait! Slay! Like, <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. I looked up That's... Tom Lawler, and the first thing that showed up was Tom Lawler Dentist, because I spelled it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Those are his jorts. There you go, I do His like jorts! His I'll jorts. put a picture of him so you can see his Beautiful. jorts. Um... But if you're watch if you're listening to this, just imagine a buff white guy wearing shorts. <laughs> That's pretty like, much it. Yeah. Yeah. He's also <laughs> Hard got to go sunglasses wrong. and a little uh, uh, jacket. Yeah. Jest, well, only sometimes. If you will. <laughs> jest. <laughs> jest. It's kind oh, of a jest. Is it not? <laughs> jest is crazy. It's kind of a jest. Oh, more jean shorts. Yeah. No. Oh wait. Yes, they're just really tight jean shorts. I mean, unfortunately, um, wrestling tends not to be very progressive, so when it does more overt gender transgression things, then it tends to be, you know, blatantly transphobic. Um, Oh, rip. Yeah. (laughs) Less fun. Less fun. Considerably less fun. But it's okay, I have hope. Things are getting better all the time. Um, Also, women's wrestling is so good, uh, and... I see the clips on TikTok. Yeah! Also... Are they Japanese or American that you see on TikTok? Mostly Japanese, but I also yeah. see the that one woman. Is it Rhea Ripley? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's always Rhea Ripley. It's always her. The lesbians love Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah she's got herself a boy toy now. It's kind of slay. Oh my god, slay. Yeah. Yeah, I see her, <laughs> and then I see the the Japanese ones. Okay. In the fun outfits that do the spinny spinny jumps. Okay. Number one oh, yeah. tag team that I'm sad isn't a thing anymore. Okay, uh, should we talk about real stuff in the time we have left, or should I just keep talking about? <laughs> I mean, getting further and further away from actual drag. <laughs> uh, once again, I feel like we've established wrestling is drag. There we go. So we're like basically yeah. Talking so about we're like drag. basically talking about drag. You yeah. should you should finish whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> the tag team that I'm saddest about that no longer exists, and it's related because they were extremely gay. Um, in my heart, not in kayfabe. Kayfabe is the fiction of wrestling. K K kayfabe K A Y F A B E. K. That's like the fiction of wrestling. Is opposed to like, like in kayfabe you like for real punch someone, but not in kayfabe you like fake punch someone. You know? Oh. Yes. Okay. So that's kayfabe. In kayfabe they're not gay. In my heart they are gay. Okay. Um, it was a team of Saki Akai and Mesa and the. The conceit of this team was that Mesa was, like, a classic, like, French maid outfit, and Saki Akai was like, like, kiss my ring. And it was Hello? so gay. That's so fruity. It was so gay, and their theme music was from fucking Rosa Versailles, which is also so gay. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I got too intense, I know. No, be free. I, they <laughs> should... Curse of be free. Yeah. I've they been should cursed be gay. With they are gay. <laughs> cursed with free will. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it also is kind of gender performativity related. Because, like, there's... Being, being like, oh, the senora. There's something there. Woman. Well, the the the, the what? like what? <laughs> the senora? 
like 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 being like a lady like yeah, yeah. My, okay okay, okay. Oh, I was like I was like am yeah, I interpreting totally. this correctly okay yes yes I agree there's gender going on there yeah I also mean, made outfit yeah also made outfit it was really good Saki Akai would like be pushed in on a throne by Mei Saruga and would be like like offer her like a bouquet of roses on like a little like silver platter it was so fucking good slay <laughs> Handmaiden coded of them. <laughs> For real though, not even coded. Literally the text. <laughs> okay, handmaiden of them. <laughs> Slay. Okay. Slay. I, you, what does page person at the hammer mean? Page person is a drag queen, um, and she has an exhibit at the hammer, and it's really cool. Oh my god, she her. does. Yeah, yeah. Oh Wait, no, I, did I was see at the that, hammer actually. like a week ago. Isn't it what the hell? Cool? It's cool. That is cool. Um, she basically, cool. like, her journey, uh, if you are not in a place where you can go to the hammer, uh, first of all, L. Um, <laughs> you don't live in LA. L. Hey. Imagine not going to the art museum for free. Um, uh, but basically, like, her journey was that uh, she was in the art space uh, for a long time before she transitioned, and then when she did, it was like. She was very, like, much ostracized. And I don't know when exactly this was. It doesn't specifically say. Um, but then uh, after that, she started doing drag. And she said basically that, like, making gowns for drag just felt like making art. Which I think is, which like... Which it is. So, yeah, yeah, no, literally. Which, exactly. Cause, and it's super cool. And <clears throat> I think a lot of her work now revolves around, obviously, like, page person. And then uh, this... At the top of this art exhibit, it says, I am a person. That's been, like, her kind of slogan, which probably has something to do with, like, humanizing herself and existing in both drag and, like, gallery art spaces. <clears throat> and I thought it was really cool. I liked seeing it. I liked seeing, like, drag and such in, like, this, like, gallery space, yeah. which I know is probably not usually very historically and probably presently not very... And inclusive space. As a as true, a yeah, two, probably two related points. Um, one, I really like that the hammer is willing to sort of highlight traditionally undervalued art like this, and I also mm -hmm. think that's something the Fowler is really good about. So, like, shout out to UCLA museums. Honestly, um, yeah. And also good on you for complying with uh, NAGPRA. <laughs> with what? Uh, the Native American, uh, like. Like, if you stole Native American bones, you have to give them back. Oh, fuck. Uh, and okay, we're, like, really well, good about that. And that's other I'm glad. Are not that's fucking. crazy that they're not. <laughs> Imagine um, not being fucking God. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's legislation from, like, 1991. Jesus Christ. Like, that was when they were like, actually, the bones we stole, maybe that was bad of us. <laughs> Bro, God. That's fucking insane. Um, but second of all, back on drag. Um, I think it is really interesting to analyze drag as an art form because I don't yeah. think that's... I frequently don't think that's how drag is created. Like, I don't think it's created self-consciously with an artistic intent. As I mean, how do you think it is, it is created? Definitely sometimes it is. But also, it's like... Commercial? Yeah, or like, like for entertainment. Like yeah. Oh, gotcha. For other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like how costuming is also not mm -hmm. really seen... As an art form, okay, even though that's gotcha. bullshit. It's you like, that it's like bullshit, seen yeah. of as, like, technical and you're meeting a criteria and it's serving a purpose for the story and it's not, like, the outfit itself that's, like, the yeah, art exactly. form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Which obviously also ties into, like, the historical undervaluing of 
functional, especially like textile, which are pieces which are historically associated with like women's craft. Yeah. Um, that part. But obviously, in that like, <laughs> gay men experience gender transgression. Parentheses. Uh, have your artwork systemically de- devalued. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is really interesting to apply, like, I feel like more of a critical framework to drag, not just as a theory of, like, gender performance, not in the critical sense of performance, mm-hmm. like... Like literal performance. Like literally <laughs> yeah, just yeah. doing... Yeah. yeah. Um, but instead to analyze, like, the technique and artistic decisions that go into creating a specific impact on an audience. Which is, yeah. you know, just what visual art does, baby. That's what it does, baby. There's a Jose Esteban Munoz article on, like, a specific drag queen. I Hold on. I would keep Can it you give me some background on Jose Esteban Munoz? Like, what he writes about? Question mark. Gay Brenna's shit. Brenna's queer G- G- Gay shit. <laughs> okay, just like gay shit. Yeah. Just gay shit. But I will I find it, don't worry. Queer Time, right? He wrote about Queer Time? Yes, I know he did write about Queer Time. Was Brenna so cited good. the yes. shit out of him yeah. in um, their uh, print article. The article is called um, The White to be Angry, Vaginal Davis's Terrorist Drag, which I recommend checking out if you're interested Very in cool. analyzing drag as an art form. But yeah, I do agree it's not usually treated that way, so it's cool when it is. Sweet. Sweet. Oh, and it's on JSTOR, so if you go to UCLA, you can just, like, read it, I think. Yeah. Yep. I love having access, access to, to things. Yeah, me too. Fuck yeah. They should all be free. They should Anyways. all be free. <laughs> it's like, I think there's a bunch of websites for that. They, I, they didn't work very well for me. But no, I, me maybe that's because I wasn't looking. Maybe it's because I wasn't. But it's not the platform that I should have been using for the articles that I was looking for. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly Dude. said yeah. <laughs> Yowing on the podcast. Our furry era in preparation for the print. Yeah. In preparation for the print. Wow. I love to be in my furry era, honestly. For someone who's not a furry, like, boy, do I love to be in my furry era. True. <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that? No. Okay. I see those videos of Therians playing in the most, like, gorgeous nature scenes, and I'm like... Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Slay. Slay. As they should. Literally. Should we wrap up? Sorry, oh. I'm just excited because yeah. I want to <laughs> see Jesse yeah. Mattel. Mattel so. Hopefully. Yes. No, no, I believe. <laughs> I believe. I'm, I'm channeling. Uh, Manifesting. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts? Final what? thought. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but everyone go check out Neon Milk. If you speak Korean, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a YouTube channel. Um soul like collective of like korean drag queens and it's cool to check out drag queens across the world because they're doing interesting things and the makeup styles are different it's interesting to see how they reflect like korean makeup versus like american drag queens like obviously reflect like more american styles of makeup yeah my final thought is um don't underestimate the power of indirect representation because direct representation and visibility is not necessarily a panacea. Actually, it definitely isn't a panacea. It's a panacea. You're like a, a cure-all. Come on, gang. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> not all of us read that many books. JQ2, yeah. Big Brain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
You want me to wrap yes. it up? Oh, I thought you might have a final thought. Oh. Not really. Okay. Gay people good. Gay people. Gay people good. Trans people good. Trans people good. And with Put that... Put them together. Put them together. Make them kiss. <laughs> kiss Thank them you home. for watching Speak Out. I have been JQ. I've been Emma. And I've been Rainer. You can follow Outright on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the website formerly known as Twitter. It's going to be funny every time. It's going to be funny every time. You can read our articles at outrightnewsmag.com. That's right spelled W-R-I-T-E. And remember, gay people, trans people, kiss. On the mouth. Kiss. <laughs> Give them a little smooch.